Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Update. And I am still mostly positive Chuck Mockler. And today we're going to be talking about the Clippers encouraging sure, yeah. loss to the Nuggets. Uh, we'll talk about what we liked from that one as well as what we didn't like against a potential playing opponent. Also, we got to break some big news for you. Norm Powell is set to return before the end of the season, so we are going to talk about that. And then it's What You Say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we put a poll out on Twitter that's at LockedOnClips. We want to know what you think about a given subject. This one is all about your expectations for the final eight games for the Clippers. Can't wait to dig into that. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes. So welcome to Locked on Clips coming at you five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Make us your first listen. We're talking this Clippers 127-115 loss versus the Nuggets. Let's get the let's get what we liked out of the way first. Norm Powell, uh, per Chris Haynes, expected to return before the end of the season, which is awesome, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, freezing cold takes me now. I, I, I was saying, I think, you know, as much as, as little as even like a, a week or two ago, that for whatever reason, it felt like Norm Powell was the furthest away. Yeah, uh, this was previous to the boot coming off, um, but this, this news. This news caught me honestly like somewhat unexpected. Uh, I know that we'd heard some sort of uh, some, some sort of like around the rumor mill type of things Scuttle about Norm. Is the word talk, you're looking for? Some scuttlebutt <laughs> about him sort of you know talking in in various instances about him you know sort of returning. But I you know I I think there's like very few times where you're gonna hear a player or see a player out in public and they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm not coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. We're very happy to have Norm back. Uh, Chris Haynes also dropped an absolutely nothing update on Kawhi and PG. Truly nothing of note. Um, they're expected to, doors not closed, whatever words you want to use. No real update there, but Norm Powell is coming back. Another thing we liked from this game, Terrence Mann adds another fantastic game to this run that he's in to end this season. He had 24 points, 8 boards, 4 assists, no turnovers. Um, kept going at Jokic the entire time uh, in the paint, which you love to see. Just fantastic. We're kind of running out of things to say about Terrence because he's been playing so well. Yeah, uh, and it was great the way he put pressure on Jokic. You know, drew drew a couple fouls on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it puts that player in a difficult situation, and you know you got to try to make the best of. You know, Jokic has improved as a defender over the years, sure, but you still you know you you got to try to take away whatever you can from a player that great when you're a team sort of, you know, dealing with the hand that you're dealt <laughs> in the way that the Clippers are. Um, so, yeah, you, you love to see that. Overall, I, I thought this was just a, a great bench game for the Clippers. Yeah, yeah we needed it. Um, you know, th- there was some less than stellar play from some members, but overall really good. Uh, offen- uh, offensively, great. The bench accounted for 66 of our 115 points. Um and, you know, a guy in here that I feel like we haven't given his flowers in a minute, we got to talk about Isaiah Hartenstein. Sure. Uh, he finished with 14, 2, and 4 with two steals and two blocks. Yep. Um, five of seven from the floor. The finishing was great. Uh, defensively, I, I mean, you know, he was very active. Yeah. Um, it, it, and, you know, contributed in some in some moments there were definitely some stretches too where it seemed like zoo was primed to come in and then we would get something from Hart. 
uh, that would sort of delay that entry a little bit longer. Um, so I think anytime you can give Zoo a little bit of rest, especially just considering oh, you know yeah. how many games you need are it left. in this one too. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know where we're trying to uh, you know the the stakes uh, at in the play in for this team is definitely going to be good. I would say overall, this to me is one of the most solid heart performances we've probably gotten since the All Star break. Um, yeah. In terms of you know both both the stat like sheet numbers as well as just actual impact, um, I, I thought that this for him was a step in the right direction um, from what has been you know at times sort of some questionable sort of usage. Yeah, he was great in this game. I was really worried that so Zoo was ineffective early in this one. Kind of got an early foul. Hart got into early foul trouble, but, but Ty stuck with him. And he helped keep the offense moving. He found Terrence with two really nice baseline uh, passes that you just love to see. So, yeah, I'll give credit to Hart. Wish he grabbed a couple more boards, but that's not what some centers are there to do. So that's fine. Um, and then Robert Covington is just, I mean, has to remain a clipper. We got to get this contract done, right? Like, he was fantastic tonight. Absolutely. He uh, tied Hart for the highest bench score and not named T- Terrence. Four Mann, guys is, had 14 you know? points, which is really <laughs> weird in this game. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah, Covington finished with 14-3-2. He added two steals. I mean, what else can we say about Covington's defense at, at, at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, he's incredibly solid. This team, uh, as currently constructed without him, uh, it, it is, you know, a bit of a grim outlook for that second unit. For sure. Um, and, you know, he provides the defensive versatility as well as in this game, the shot making to stagger in um, with that starting unit when, you know, other pieces either aren't hitting as well offensively or defensively, uh, you know, can't can't move as well or get the stops <laughs> that effective. he can. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, yeah, I with how good Covington has been, you mm-hmm. know, looking at both these guys, where are our priorities at in the offseason? I mean, I guess Covington probably has to be number one. Do you let Hart walk if that's the question? Yes, absolutely. You let Hart walk if that's the question. Um, we need to keep all the wings we can. Our wings uh, don't play as much basketball as we want them to. That's not a knock on them or anything like that. But like, you look at our wing core, and it's just kind of tough sometimes. And we need this insurance for when Kawhi and PG have to take time off are forced to take time off like you can it would yeah you can get a backup center it might not be as good as heart but we can find one and we won't find wings like this i don't i don't think it would just also be i mean and i felt this way a little bit this was the only part that kind of let me down in the bledsoe trade is like it's a little bit of a it would be an utter disappointment to not get to see covington play with Kawhi and paul george agreed yes just an an absolute like what could have been both hands white knuckle ringing uh just shaking at the <laughs> at the sky in disbelief um also got to give a shout out to Brandon Boston uh he was in some weird lineups in oh, this yes. one uh it was definitely questionable if some of them were winning lineups um, I mean the silly five but, was plus 2 yeah <laughs> but he went he went 3 or 4 from the floor Ended up a positive contributor. I mean, we haven't talked about him in a minute. Where are we at after this game with Brandon Boston's development? So the scoring was great, but one thing I noticed, he hit Covington with a pass when Covington was under the basket. The the possession ended up getting busted because Covington made another pass and it got turned over, whatever. 
But the pass that Brandon Boston hit him with, I don't think is one that he even thinks about like two months ago. And so I was yeah. really excited about that. Um, that was good to see. We just got to get him on this, the same diet that Jason Preston's on. Uh, we'll talk about this <laughs> later, but Jason Preston has gained like 150 pounds of muscle. Um, shout out Brandon Boston. All right, real quick, what we didn't like in this one, the starters were rough. Look, Jokic had a great night, 34, 14, and 6. So you can kind of tell that the, the defense on him wasn't exactly um, stellar. He was a great player. This is what things happen. But offensively, we needed Morris and Reggie to to carry us, as we usually do. And they combined to go 12 of 34, 0 of 10 from 3. Reggie owned up to it in the postgame. But this just, I mean, this is what happens, right? Like, I know it was a 12-point loss, but it was close. We were down 2 at one point because of a Rocco 3. Um, so, like, the fight was always there. But it's, I mean, when these two dudes go cold, it's bad. Um I don't know. Zoo was kind of rough in this one. We tried to play through him early on offense. He finished with yeah. 17 minutes, had six points, five board. It just wasn't, it just wasn't coalescing around Zoo. Yeah. We're also not getting a lot of consistency out of Amir, which is yep. to be expected. Sure. Um, you know, clearly this isn't the role that's being asked of him at, you know, when this team has a modicum of health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it would have been nice to, to be able to get a little bit of, extra lift from him um but you know putting that expectation on him is probably more than he's he's really ready to contribute at this point definitely um yeah uh, you know batum effective effective from effective from deep finished with nine and five you know shot 50 percent from three um a night that when everyone's yeah, healthy yeah. you're absolutely ecstatic about oh right? you're like, thrilled that's with you're, you're thrilled with yeah 100 yeah, 100 <laughs> um the nugget shot 50 percent from three not really sure what we're supposed to do there. 16 to 32. Bones Highland goes four for six. Killed us late in the first. Monty Morris three for three and hit the dagger. Or sorry, Jeff Green hit the dagger. Our defense was just a step behind. Like a lot of these threes that the Nuggets took were, were of the wide open variety, which Definitely. is difficult. And then another thing that was just brutal, second chance points. We lost second chance points 13 to four. And we had the same amount of offensive rebounds as the Nuggets. <laughs> like it's it was really frustrating. It felt like every time also that we got a block, it went straight back to the Nuggets or they got the possession back. Like, so Covington at one point hits a three. It's a two-point game. Everyone's hyped up if you're a Clippers fan. He then blocks Aaron Gordon at the rim, which if it wasn't for uh, PG blocking Carl Anthony Towns, this would be block of the year for the Clippers. The deflect... Aaron Gordon saves it from going out of bounds, hits a guy in the corner, they hit a three. Just the most brutal like stretch you could possibly have um Aaron yeah, Gordon, I think that was Monty Morris as well yeah probably um and Aaron Gordon was just in the paint kind of whenever he wanted he got a lot of easy dunks um it, it was just tough and then finally I think the the last thing that we didn't like is Semi Ojale played 10 seconds of the first quarter got crossed up by Bones Highland and he hit a three to end the first didn't come back in the most shameful Sundarius stint in the history of Sundarius stint. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Just brutal. Yikes. I mean, this game, really quick, we got like a, a couple seconds or so. How are we feeling? Like this game, the process was okay from an offensive standpoint. We didn't get shots hit from our two guys. We were playing a better team that had the best team on the court. Like this loss sucks, but I'm not exactly pulling my hair out over the process part of it. 
Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I guess I kind of reject the notion that this was a game in which Tyloo was. Oh yeah, we'll get into that holding next, something next back. Segment. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Uh, to me, some of these funkier lineups was just trying to get something to work when you you can't sure. really get it going with your starting unit when you can't really get managed to make up any ground or when Jokic is yeah when Jokic is not on the floor um, and you know you you end up losing. Uh, like what was like a six point game, like swells to like a 10 point deficit. Like, yeah, it, it, it wasn't ideal. Uh, yeah. And they, you know, they had ideal. rivers. They had it going either way, put it in the rear view, hope for the win next time. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking the watch say Wednesday poll, the lack of optimism going into these, these final eight games. But first we got to give a shout out to prize picks. It is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offer all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. If you're smart, pick a random bench player from the opposing team that's going against the Clippers. Bet they're over. Prize Picks offers any pick you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown when football's in the season. That's awesome. If you deposit... 100 bucks right now, you can get a 100% instant bonus up to 100 bucks. Doesn't have to just be 100 bucks. Just be sure to use promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks allows mixed sports entries. You can do some over on LeBron combined points and rebounds, under on Mahomes on the same entry. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right. So we're talking what you say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we put a poll out on Twitter that's at Locked on Clits. We want to know what you think about a given subject. Look, this one is all about the final Ooh. eight games of the season. After this loss to the Nuggets, uh, the Clippers are taking on the 76ers, the Jazz, the Bulls and the Bucks on a back-to-back, the Pelicans, the Suns, and then the Kings and the Thunder on another back-to-back to end the season. Oof. We wanted to know what you thought the record would be over those eight games. <laughs> Charles, what did people think? Oh, man, I know when we when we use uh, uh, Charles, things are not good. So the options were worse than three and five, four and four, better than five and three. 46% of the vote. Went to worse than three and five. Forty-one percent of the vote went to four and four, and thirteen percent of people are pretty freaking hyped up. They voted for better than five and three. No one who voted for five and three commented as to why they think this would happen, other than things like uh, "we're gonna get PG back" <laughs> or like you know uh, the the they're gonna play determined or something like that. Um, so the expectations aren't exactly high, but they're not low in a sad way which I think is nice. Like no one's really woe is meing right now, which I think is a yeah. key takeaway from this. Um, Cause that would be easy to do. Sometimes we find ourselves doing it, but I don't know where, where would you vote? I'm going to be honest. I know it is against my, my nickname on the show, but I'm going with worse than three and five. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to agree. This is uh, just a brutal, brutal stretch. I think we get a win against right the bulls. Now. Because they're kind of in some funk right now. Um, and then I think we split the King Thunder back to back. And then we find a and then I think we finally get a pass the Pels. And I think that's where we're getting the win. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um or Doc blows a lead against us. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that that could be. Look, um, you know, I, I had some optimism about some of these teams maybe resting some players, but we're you playing know, looking Eastern at, teams, which is so hard because their standings are so close, right? Yeah, everything like, everything is really tight for the Bucks and the Sixers and the Bulls. I mean. These game like these teams are all they matter you know, within to these teams right now. <laughs> they're, they're all within three games of each other, and you know, like the Bucks and the Sixers, especially like two, the two through five seed, two through four seed are separated by a, a half a game. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. So we're not so, getting easy Eastern Conference opponents. Yeah, I, I just think it's kind of a situation where. I don't know if any if these teams are really going to be in the position to drop games. We could get a win over the Suns. I think that sure. they have, you know, like that's late enough in the season. You know, Very they, good call. They have enough of an easy lead in the standings. You know, why not? Um, maybe we get crazy with it. So maybe we go, maybe we end the season on a three-game win streak. We go Suns. Possible. Kings. Thunder. And then if you can win one of those other games just to snap this losing streak. Get us to 500? At, Nothing at, wrong with at, that. At whatever, you know. So you're voting whatever. four and four. Will's just sweating in the voting booth. <laughs> you voted four and four. That's good. We need that hope. That's legitimate hope. Um, Joseph Ryan and we Ward. still finish below 500. <laughs> yeah. Joseph Ryan Ward said eight no, bro. So Joseph <laughs> Joseph's pick wasn't even on the scale. I actually know what he really. How did. long does our current losing streak go? How many games? Uh, stops. It's done. We're gonna beat the 76ers. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. <laughs> um, Clipper Mitch said, "Not sure what our record will be, but I really hope we hold on to the eighth spot, which I think is where most people are at. I, I think we I, still I, will, yeah. but." Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Andrew Ma brought up a good point, too, that how we just only have brutal stretches. Like, the only soft spot was that Houston Lakers weird five-game thing where the... Which was nice. Remember that? It was so great. The NBA was like, you guys want a couple of wins? Let's do it. Um, so, kind of, we were going to talk about this in the first segment. We ran out of time. Um, with our guys getting tired, which leads to inconsistency, like, worse than three and five doesn't seem crazy. How much do we think Ty Lue's experimenting this end of the year? And do we think he's holding any, like specifically against the Nuggets, was he holding anything to his chest no. or were things just going bad no. and he tried weird stuff? I think it's uh, fully the latter. Like, <laughs> he's a tinker. Look, man, it, my thing is, is like, Tyloo, definitely like a, a chess a chess player. Yeah. Uh, does, you know, do, is thinking moves ahead, is thinking about stuff like that. We know this team will flop a game to uh to to get a, a matchup that they like. I guess my thing Shout specifically out to the freaking that last game against the damned Thunder the the, the Thunder. Yeah. God. Um my thing though is just like what from this game was too good for you to want to give away any more of. Yeah, I mean, look. nothing, absolutely nothing. What from the last five games, other than maybe the play of Terrence the small Mann ball lineup. and and some small ball lineups with Rocco, is like too good that you're like, I gotta keep that for later. I think that's fair. I think like it's not like we're coached by a guy who doesn't deviate from the plan, right? Like he yeah. does goofy things, he tinkers. Um, 
the Silly Five, which I have to look through my notes, but this is because Lucas Hahn called this lineup Silly, and I think the Silly Five is like the best, <laughs> the best name um, for a lineup right now. But oh, I got it. It was uh, <laughs> it was Reggie, Luke, Terrence, Brandon, and Robert Covington. That was the <laughs> Silly Five, who were actually plus two and a pretty pivotal point against the Nuggets. But I think yeah. that is just seeing what I feel like Covington's carrying a lot of that weight. Oh yeah, uh, like. That's just seeing what sticks. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't think it really affects. Like, one thing that's nice is that his tinkering isn't going to affect the team because everyone kind of believes in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, so we're not going to get, like, no one's going to be mad. They're not getting minutes or stuff like that. So I think that all of the tinkering is going to kind of, I don't want to say totally work, but, like, it's not going to look as ugly as it would look if people weren't as fully invested in what the team is trying to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe like it's in weird that. that that silly five worked. A I, little I, bit. I, be, I, I believe in that. And I, I do think, you know, that Tyloo will find ways to make it work. I just don't think that he's like pulling punches at this point in the season. Because if we're talking about these last five games in terms of leftovers, right? Like something that you'd want to be like returning to, I would say there have been some bright moments but overall it is like i mean we're on a losing streak yeah it's like <laughs> overall i would say that it is like my little brother's subway sandwich order which was too putrid for me to even eat from the fridge if i was crazy high wow what a deep pull <laughs> <laughs> well let me tell you it was honey oat bread Bad. with meatballs with no sauce okay <laughs> Lettuce, red onion, and then every other sauce that Subway makes. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Nobody wants that. At all. Um, but yeah, you're not saving that for later, and that's how I feel about that's the how last the Clippers have been playing recently. All right, that's fair. Um, so, so four and four, not totally off the table, but three and five, probably what we're going to be looking at. Yeah, all right, that seems fair. Thank you to everyone who voted, by the way, on this. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking a fantastic uh, ohm piece over at ESPN on Tyloo, and then Jason Preston gaining a whole bunch of weight in a good way. But first, Will, talk to me about these built bars that all these uh, young millennials are talking about. All right, look, we talk about built bar all the time good on luck. this podcast. You know it's the best tasting protein bar on the market, but what you might not know is that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's truly something for everyone. It's cool when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salt, caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, and cream, and German chocolate. Whoa. Ooh, yummy. Uh, you wanna know what my favorite flavor is? What? All of them. That's why I get Dang. the mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Look, I'm going on and on about these flavors, but not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And if you order today, you can get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Bill Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty neat. And right now we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you go to built.com and use promo code locked on, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. All right. Welcome to Shavings, where we're just talking all the random stuff kicking around in the Clippers drawer. Um, Okay, let's talk with Jason Preston. So there was kind of an update. Jason Preston is taking some contact. 
he's basically kind of going through pregame workout type stuff. Like he was playing one-on-one with Castleberry. Um, it was physical, like a pregame shoot around would be. But I think the note here is, dude, Jason Press looks like he's gained like 30 pounds of muscle since the season oh, started. Is that an exaggeration? Yeah. He looks huge. No, I don't think so. I think he, I wish he would have taken it a step further, shaved the head as well. Just go I complete think, psycho. I just think proportionally, he'd look even bigger than he looks right that, now. Hey, as so, I have, when my hair, my hair grows out and it grows up, it looks big. I'm a skinnier guy. So I look way skinnier when my hair is like in full on kind of afro mode. Um, Preston would look, Preston, I think, is the same way. He would look way stronger um, than he does now. But like, I don't know. Terrence Mann had a funny quote on it. He said, you see him walking around looking like the Hulk right now. Um, he said, it's crazy. He put on a lot of weight, a lot of muscle. He's working on his body. He's trying to be a pro and he's, he's doing good at it. So I'll start. We'll start with you. Preston. So like, he it seems like he's going to come back this year in some way or another, be it for the G league affiliate or for the Clippers, whatever. But that's kind of been teased, especially by kind of law Murray has your hype on him changed at all? Where where are you at with Preston? Mm, man, it's it's so weird because I I like I was not that impressed with what we saw. Sure, um, but he looked small. In it, he did look small. He looked a little timid. Um, you know, he had trouble kind of getting by guys. But internally, you know, people are very excited about you know, his playmaking ability. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to say that we've heard that about, you know, other rookies before that have certainly <laughs> oh. never materialized. Um, but, it, you know, like, I, I, I think that it, I, I think that he has such a unique story on his path to the NBA. And I think that, you know, we know if nothing else, he is not going to be a guy who's going to give up and he's going to continue uh, yeah, working at this, sure. you know, in, and even if it ends up not being with his team and somewhere else, whatever, super far down the line, like this is not something that he's going to give up on. And that is something that does fit with this, like, you know, with the ethos, the mode and the ethos of, of what this Clippers team is. So um, I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm more optimistic um, probably than I was when he, you know, like initially sort of went down with the, with the, f- with the foot thing. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess cautiously optimistic is where I'm at. I think <laughs> that's funny. So I've been pretty critical of, of Preston on this podcast, mostly cause there's no footage of him. Same. Vi- mostly cause there's no footage of him vibing with the rest of the team. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, he's doing everything right that you want someone to do. Who's dealing with this injury. He's improved. The other thing he needed to improve, which was his size, like that's he's working on that very clearly. That was your only knock on his game. Only knock. He needed he just needed to be bigger and he'd win rookie. Perfect of the year. player. Perfect just player. Too um, but like, I mean, when you when you're hurt like that, I don't know what else you can work on other than gaining weight in a productive way, which seems like he has. Um, oh, and you know he's like watching so much film. Yes. I, I'm sure I'm sure even though we like don't see him in a lot of team videos, I mean I would think that he's like taking a a page out of Brandon Boston Jr.'s notebook and asking every and single Terrence Mann, pro. Who's great about it, that? And Terrence Mann about like asking every single pro like what it takes to get better, like what it takes to have a career in this league. Um, and I think that you know if he can make good on some of those things, like you know, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see exactly. But you know, nothing, nothing but well wishes for for the guy and. 
yeah, I, I, I hope that I hope that this is a clean bulk, not a dirty bulk. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's dirty bulking. Um, <laughs> all right, then we're closing out with a great piece on Ty Lu by Ohm over at ESPN. It's titled "He Is the Star," which is great. Um, this comes from a quote where uh, in the article it says, "A lot of the Clippers' resiliency has to do with the man many in the organization to, uh, consider to be the team's third star." But Reggie Jackson was quick to correct. He is the star. That's pretty cool. A um, lot of good stuff. Very kind cool. of this article, if you should go read it, absolutely support Ohm's work. Was great from just a everyone believes in Tyloo perspective, which is something that Clippers fans know. But it's yeah. nice to read about this kind of stuff. Like Brian Shaw said, um, they, as in Kawhi and PG, call Lou a lot of the times right after the game. Um, he said, and they'll be like, Ty, you're a bad mother. They see what we're working with and how competitive we still are. Excuse me? <laughs> For PG and Kawhi, it just strengthens their belief in him and reinforces how good of a coach he is. I think it makes them go, man, if he can get this out of this team with us not being here, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when we're back at full strength and healthy. This article made me want to run through a wall. They think Ty Lue is a negligent mom? Yeah, that's what they meant. They meant it literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it's just nice. Like Kawhi called Ty after the Wizards come back and kind of gave him shit for going down 25 again, which I feel like when you're, when your star player can joke that you're having too many big comebacks, best place to be in. Honestly, from yeah. a team vibe. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No, I mean, it's great to see that, like, top to bottom, there is sort of this belief and understanding in Ty Lu. And it, it's one of those things, like, it, I feel like we see it on the floor. Yeah. Um, but it's great to sort of get these accounts. Um, and, man, great time for it to come out, too, when we're in, oh, a, yeah. in, a, in a bit of a skit. Did we need uh, No, I, I I agree with you. This was like a this this was a morale lifter, a, a booster. And it was cool. We learned too, like he, how we talked about not taking the team across the halls offer. Um, he said that Ty said the Lakers saw it more as like Ty was just coming in to coach LeBron. And Lou said, no, I'm coming to win. I just didn't think I was treated fairly and I wasn't going to accept any offer just to get a job. I just thought I was better than that. Man, hell yeah, Ty, you are better than that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We love to see um, it. I'm going to read this article man. every day, I think, until the Clippers win. Can you imagine the slander on Ty Lue if oh, they had won that even championship and then they were now in the situation that they're in right now? Ugh. Oh, man. Be brutal. I also think Ty Lue would have benched Westbrook <laughs> way sooner. I think Ty Lue would have seen like 10 games and been like, nah, man, you're coming off the bench. What do you want me to do? <laughs> like we're here to win games. Um, all right, coming up Thursday's episode. No game on Thursday, so we're doing Thirsty Thursday, talking what we want to see more of. Maybe some more tin file hat talk. I don't know. Who knows? And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, will if someone wanted to express how they felt about our podcast in a review, where could they possibly do that? So you can rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your mobile device. You can also leave a rating and review over on Spotify now. Uh, we'd love to get those numbers out, up if you you know support the show. It'd go a long way towards helping us out. Yep. Uh, you can also listen to us on either of those platforms. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It works. It's great. We mentioned up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Make sure you're here. Make sure you're here. That'd be fantastic. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.